So Gabe just had surgery. Oh yeah. I did, yeah. So um, if Gabe sounds weird today, it's because of that. I'm just a little quieter. But actually I feel probably like back to hundred percent as far as speaking goes. Two hundred percent? No, back to a hundred. Oh, okay. Back three million percent. <laughs> I yeah, I, I had an operation last week, but I'm good now, I think. I'm speaking again. What was wrong with you? <laughs> what was wrong with me? Bad brain. <laughs> No, it was a. Uh, you got a lobotomy. <laughs> I've been lobotomized. I had it's a hernia. Still speaking. I've been resurrected by the necromancer. Uh, no, I had a hernia and they patched me up, so I'm I'm still here and I'm back, better than ever. Gib. Yeah. Ask me who's with us today. Stephen, who do we have with us in the studio today? <laughs> we have someone that has never been on the show before, but he had just listened. <laughs> to every episode of our podcast and we're like sure why not have him on his name is alfonso i'm gonna refer to him as alf from now on yeah you know i put in the work so you know you gotta have me on yeah (laughs) it's a standard that's how the podcast works (laughs) hello everybody my name is alfonso and i do go by alf i actually had a hernia surgery as well 30 years ago (laughs) i had an inguinal hernia so what is that? It's in the crotchal regional that was area. Mine. Yeah, yeah, I had mine was inguinal too. Yeah, it's, it's bilateral. So yeah. they had the because usually it's like stomach or uh, towards the towards the lower regions, the nether regions. So you probably had that newfangled one where they just do the holes and they put the things in and they you know like do the crane thing. Yeah, yeah me they cut open a six inch. No. Yeah, yeah, six inch cut right above where you don't want them cutting, <laughs> and um, I had dang. Yeah, they put in. They opened me up. They put a mesh in there, and then they uh, put in twelve staples. Jeez. So the funny thing about staples is you got to get them out later. So that Gosh. was an interesting situation. That must have hurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm glad that science has come a long way. Yeah, I was in an armchair for like three weeks. What? My buddy had one like a month later, and he was out of his chair in a couple of days. I'm like, I hate you so much because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they cut through all the muscle and all. Ugh. Yeah. Jeez. I was a couple so days of bed rest and then I was sort of slowly moving around again. So Alf and I have been friends for a long time, but we didn't talk for also a long time. Uh, and then we started talking again because one of our mutual friends passed away who we should name because he was probably one of my oldest and dearest friends. Same with you as well. Yeah. His name was John Land and he is deeply missed and... Yeah. I'm glad to at least shout him out on this because we have never said his name here before. And this so. podcast will live forever. So yeah, on the internet, cemented online, memorialized. Uh, and Alf and I have been talking almost every day, probably every day, at least texting. Te- texting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's been good because it's like John's living on through us, yeah. through you. It's weird because we both. Um, there's so much of him in each of us and, you know, talking to Steven, who's basically like mentored by John, <laughs> it's so weird because, you know, I've known Steven, but it's like when I talk to him, it's like the bits and pieces pop up and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course, you know, Steven hears me say things and they're like, oh, you got that from John? And I'm like, no, 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 that was me. <laughs> but you know, we'll give him credit. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. And you are kind of representing today, because if we have you on again, you will bring a couple guys with you. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. Um, so I'm part of a community on Facebook called Nerd World Order. If you ever want to look it up, it's 
hashtag IMNWO, or you can go to IMNWO.com. It's it's a community of nerds who basically get together and share their nerddom. Um, we monitor it really well, so there's not a lot of trolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put a squash on that really quick. We really don't let politics come into play because, of course, that becomes a big issue. Religion, you know, we don't let that. No drug references. So, I mean, we've got a set of rules that we govern by, and we're pretty good about it. You know, we'll, it's fun. It's a good, fun, safe place for people to share their memes and, and jokes and videos and just daily musings and get a chance to check it out. Yeah, and for anyone that's immersed in any sort of pop culture, nerd, you know, any kind of comic book or even like ancillary, there's even like old 90s music video references or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. It all comes together in here. And the, the memes that people just post dozens of times a day are just hilarious. I'm constantly laughing on that thing. <laughs> but what are we here to talk about today, Gabe? Today we're talking about the recent Amazon smash success series <laughs> Invincible based on the Robert Kirkman comic. Of the last, it's been a long run, I think, for the issues, right? Like 15 years? It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was that Creed? Since uh, I held my head up high. So this show is from the same creator as Walking Dead. That, <laughs> Alf, you just said. <laughs> you just said it came out six months before Walking Dead. Yeah. As um, far as the comic books. It, it surprised the heck out of me because I was um, doing some research and um, Kirkman said, you know, it's like it came out six months before Walking Dead in the comics. And it surprised me because, you know, I pretty much have my finger on the pulse when it comes to comics. And wow, I was like, I thought Walking Dead was out like at least a year before, at yeah, the very least. Same. And um, yeah, it's got a long toward history. Yeah. I remember being at the Comic-Con when Invincible was promoted and they gave you access to uh, an online, it was like when they were launching digital comics to read the first issue of Invincible online. And I had thought that already by that time that Walking Dead had already been out, like you just said, for at least a year or so, because I had a friend of mine who had been reading Walking Dead from the beginning and said it was amazing. And then Invincible came and I was like, oh, I'll check that out because it's by the same guy who created Walking Dead. So to hear that is super strange to me. <laughs> was that like circa 2003? Three or something? Mm, 2004. It was, the, it was the before time. I think before it was, time. I think it was 2005 or six ish. I would say they were doing online comics in yeah. that day and age. The, yeah, they've been doing it for a while. <laughs> That's awesome. Let me tell you about when online comics started. <laughs> when the internet began, <laughs> we had to walk uphill both ways. <laughs> oh, was, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did Invincible ever reach the Walking Dead's level of popularity? It's always had a very dedicated fan base and they've been very vocal about how good the comic actually is. But as far as the level of popularity, I think Walking Dead has been more popular because of the live action show. Invincible has never really gotten its uh, heyday time until now. And I think the choice of it becoming animated or being animated is fascinating because I think it would have been cool to see live action, but with the scale and the scope and how much they're trying to pack into a half hour to a 50 minute episode of television is so intense and so insane. You'd have to have a crazy budget bigger than the boys is probably. And so I wish that they'd have even more success than they probably will with just this animated show. Cause there's a lot of people who will probably look at it and say, I'm not going to watch it because it's animated. Just a cartoon for kids. Yeah, just a cartoon. (laughs) Not for kids. Yeah. But it does make me sad to kind of think that it probably won't land for a lot of people just because it's animated when 
it might actually be even better than when all is said and done than Walking Dead. You know. Yeah, I think that animated's a lot more accepted nowadays. I mean, with Rick and Morty, even you know, Simpsons, South Park. It's coming up, you know, and I think that there's going to be a larger audience than most people realize. I've been happy with the success of it. I mean, like people are bringing it up out of the blue and it's like, oh, you you know about this? And it's like yeah. before it's like everything was, like, you know, my secret. And now it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? This is yeah. my thing. All right. Come on in. Yeah. I'll talk with you about it. Yeah. Nerd culture is way more mainstream than it used to be. But even then, this I feel like this show is very accessible, and maybe that just speaks volumes to the original comic, no pun intended, <laughs> but for how good it is. Because even a show like The Boys, which Amazon did right before with mm-hmm. a lot of similar themes and style, I feel like it has a similar level of popularity. And the cast, the cast is like outrageous. Yeah, it's insane. Do you want to name some of them? I can't even remember all of them. I know Steven Yoon. Yeah, Steven Yoon is Mark plays the main character and now that i'm on the spot i'm blanking jake jk simmons plays <laughs> yeah, his, simmons his father J. jonah jameson yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. jk simmons has been in so many things there's a lot of walking dead alum ezra miller's in the show there's a bunch of very kind of smaller ancillary characters what's that lady's name from Grey's anatomy sandra oh sandra oh 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 sandra oh that's the mom <laughs> she is the mom i forgot that zazy beats is amber zazzy zazy zazy i, I think know. it's zazy uh is the love interest she was in deadpool oh yeah so. oh domino yeah domino and then you know walton goggins jillian jacobs zachary quinto there's it just goes on and on quinto yeah. As a robot. Um, he was great. He was awesome. one of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah. Who's Jillian Jacobs? She is Adam Eve. Adam, oh, did you guys watch Community? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. But the cast just keeps going. I mean, it's very large and very good. Mark Hamill <laughs> was Art, the uh, guy who makes the costumes. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Luke Skywalker. I did not catch that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, his, his voice just, it's... Was it disguised? I mean, he didn't play it up to the level of the Joker, but you can, if I you, didn't if hear you that, know it's him, you'll hear it. timbre, you know, that he has. Yeah. That little growl that he has these days because he's gotten older. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear it. I got to watch that again because I, I just saw the episode where they're sitting on the roof and, you know... Oh, drinking? Yeah. Yeah. And it was so <laughs> awkward and I loved it so much, but yeah, I didn't hear Hamill at all. No, That's I didn't, awesome. I didn't at all. Yeah, it was a fantastic show. I I couldn't recommend it enough. By the end of the first episode, which I was not expecting, the whole first episode kind of plays like a uh, another version of like a Superman kind of origin story. You know, a young teenage boy getting powers and essentially the powers of Superman: flight, strength, and vulnerability, laser eyes, icy breath, that whatever. <laughs> and then him, you know, learning how to control that. And then by the end of the first episode it takes this turn that I just, I was not expecting. Cause it was like very kind of fruity before that. Yeah. Like it was very just pulpy and fruity. And Gee, then Dad, show me how to fly. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, it's this <laughs> massacre <laughs> of essentially what is the justice league in this show. And it's super bloody and gory. And again, it's animated, but you still feel it. It's very graphic. It's very graphic. <laughs> it's eye popping. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Unintended. <laughs> Visceral. And that was just the first that episode. That was the first episode. And then it, some episodes were better than others for sure but by the end of the season it's really setting up for a lot more to come and i think a lot of really really cool material a lot of cool story probably several seasons worth even though they have i think they have two more seasons confirmed now but it's probably gonna go longer than that yeah hopefully they have a lot of stuff to draw from yeah four or five I, i could see them really 
doing a lot of stuff there. Yeah, Kirkman was uh, talking about how he had to drop some stuff out uh, oh, the really? first season because, you know, the the whole part where uh, they're at the college. Yeah. You know, that's actually later in the comics. Um, oh. What they took out <laughs> was a story about a father who had lost a son to some kind of jocks being, you know, uh, bullies. And so he decided to go teach at the school and take it out on all the other kids. And so... All of a sudden, you know, kids are blowing up left and right. <laughs> Spontaneous combustion. And um, Adam, Eve, and, and Mark, they go down to check it out to find out what's going on and do some investigation. But they're like, yeah, maybe blowing up kids isn't going to be the best thing <laughs> in society right now. So let's just go on and do the whole college thing. So Wow. Yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure he absolutely laid out the outline and the story. Yeah. He was probably really busy just counting his money. So yeah, <laughs> rolling in the Walking Dead bucks, <laughs> doing the Scrooge. He McDuck. didn't have a lot of say in the Walking Dead, right? I think they adapted a lot of his stuff, but they did it. Yeah, I think as it went on, I think at the beginning he he did, but I think as it went on, they they kind of took him out. Yeah, after they shot Frank Darabont in the street, <laughs> he was a showrunner for the first season, right? And then they let him go, and then they ran through like five or six showrunners over the next ten years. They switched showrunners like crazy. Which is why the show is really inconsistent as far as tone, in, in my opinion. Um, I stopped watching after season six, I think. That just leads me to believe that Robert... Because of its inconsistency. Well, you know, when there's zombies, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. It's not <laughs> like it's going to follow a storyline. <laughs> yeah. But the comic is so good. I read every issue of The Walking Dead. I have to. And so, to me, the show is like... Is peeing on everything that was good about the the comic some people are into that <laughs> <laughs> now more than ever to be sure wow that is true um what did you guys think of that whole the story arc where they went to the college for you know to check it out that's to me where it seemed like take a little bit of a lull i agree like a filler that specific episode was interesting because the whole time i just want mark to end up with adam eve oh yeah and oh, di- yeah. and ditch amber or well, amber yeah, domino yeah domino <laughs> And I was excited because that was essentially the breaking up episode of that those two characters, right. which is, again, really sad when the end of the season, Amber came back and she's like, now that you're famous, I love you again. <laughs> but that also particular story arc was interesting because I really like Ezra Miller. Yeah. I thought he did a great job as that skeezy college student who was <laughs> basically taking students and jocks and, yeah. then, and then making them into robots or whatever. Kind of looked like him too. And then it's by too. the, you know, by the end of the show, every episode where Mark interacted with a hero or a villain or something that ended up becoming something else, mm. they introduced essentially in a montage in the very last episode, how every interaction that he had was essentially a setup for oh, yeah. what is to come, including Ezra Miller's insane college student character <laughs> yeah. who is creating an army or something. Yeah, I think working that, for the government. Yeah, yeah. And so clearly, you know, it played into the larger whole, but it did feel like the shrimp harvesting episode of the Mandalorian or something. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the episode where, uh, where he helps the gangster take over power? I mean, that's definitely foreshadowing. Shall that I? was crazy. Yeah. That was a crazy episode. But, but that lion, you know, we're going to do a lot more with that guy. Cause <laughs> is he the guy that essentially almost destroyed, destroyed the, <laughs> the new league and Mark? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, Omni man was up above just then, watching the whole thing. That was interesting. The lino. Yeah. <laughs> 
Just waiting for Snarf to pop out. Yeah. Snarf! <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that and then where they left the show too, it'll be really interesting to see the cosmic expansion of this show because it felt like a tease to show just how much more there is to this world yeah, and this yeah, universe. Yeah. How after he just completely dispatches everybody in that room. <laughs> that was great. And you got to find out where did Omni-Man go? I think that was Clancy Brown. Oh, yeah. I'm Wait, not sure. No, was Clancy Brown the demon guy? The demon detective. Oh, you're right. You're right. He was uh, Damon Darkblood or something. Something like that. Oh, dude. He was my favorite character of the whole show. Yeah. And so after the three episodes where he was in it and then he left, I was so bummed. They could make a whole show off of that character. Oh, yeah. That character was fascinating. Essentially a Hellboy detective. Yep. So cool. I loved the voice actor of him as well. Is that the same guy that you guys were just saying? Yeah, Clancy Clancy Brown. Brown. One of my favorite characters was Cecil Stedman, the guy, he was voiced by Walton Goggins. He was sort of in charge of the government troop, uh, yeah. the, that organization or agency, whatever they were. He turned out to be surprisingly wholesome towards the end, just kind of looking out for, honestly, the best interests of everybody. When they open, you think, oh, this guy's probably got some ulterior motives here. I still feel there's ulterior motives. There might be, yeah. But it just it's it was kind of nice, just even in the first season, to see that like, obviously, Omni-Man is the twist of the show, right? <laughs> the fact that he is not who he says he is. But the fact that the government organization was actually not really the bad guys for once, it was kind of <laughs> refreshing, I guess. And then I think it was in the final episode, too, where he's talking to Mark. And one of my favorite scenes was where he takes him into a room where everything is invisible because there's a oh, spectrum yeah. of light that just people cannot see. Right. Yeah. yeah, I haven't read the Invincible comics, but it made me want to just go dig into that because I know there's so much that they haven't even drawn from yet mm-hmm. in the comics. So much cool stuff and characters that we might not even see at all. Yeah, I haven't read any either. I'm thinking of picking up the trade paperbacks, but I kind of want to be surprised. But so far to me, it just seems like everybody's got ulterior motives. You got Robot Man who's like, Oh hey, I'm gonna make myself a little body so <laughs> oh, that yeah. I can be with this little girl who's really a woman and that was weird. Creepy. And then he's like, Hey, that's my body. <laughs> and then, <laughs> that was so weird. And the then you know, <laughs> exactly. Um what what's duplicate? That's probably like the best name. Duplicate. Yeah. I like the blues brothers. Oh yeah. <laughs> or, or, or not the, the clone. Blue. I'm the clone. You're the clone. Oh, they're interesting for sure. I think that was Michael Richardson who did those voices. He does a lot of voice work too, but he was pretty hilarious. There are multiple points in this show where I literally was jaw dropped or just mind blown over the fact that they would do something. One of them was essentially the whole last two episodes or episode is a father like almost murdering his son. Like it's just over and over and over and he's trying to quote unquote teach him a lesson and one of the craziest parts is where again they're sort of invincible sort of invulnerable to an extent they can be hurt but not really but the father alney man takes mark to teach him a lesson down into a subway and essentially holds him still while the subway passes through them and mark frantically trying to i guess save everyone ends up murdering everyone on the subway and omni-man's whole point is to teach him that hey these people don't matter and it was just a really intense scene where it made me go what the hell is wrong with kirkman (laughs) like for writing something like that because i never would have thought of that and i literally was like holy crap i can't believe they just did that he's just being held by his head and then yeah Faces are going through his face and yeah. people are just and his arms. being decimated by his, his whole body. And it's like, there's nothing he could do. And 
It was it was impactful. It was visceral. <laughs> I love too how Omni Man says, "Oh, your mother, you know, I love her. You know, she's like a pet to me. A, yeah. a pet. Whoa!" And she heard that too. Yes, she did. <laughs> it was pretty traumatizing for everybody involved. Yeah. Did anything take you out of the story at all? I mean, there's one thing that kind of stood out to me that, yeah, honestly, I didn't see it at first, but somebody pointed it out. And I'm like, oh, that's all I see now. No. So, whenever he flies, it's it's just like. It's like almost like you have a character on a stick and you're moving it through this background that's just rolling. It, it, it's so weird. It's like it's yeah. the, the uh, animation is it's not real animation. Right. I kind of appreciate it, too, because he is moving well on this stick. But it's just it's so it's kind of off putting once you notice it. And I'm sorry I brought it now up. Now I'm going to look for it. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that that's a lot of classic animation yeah because animation is so extensive when creating it it is oftentimes especially in modern animation because you know people like we want 20 episodes of this one thing so that they look for moments where they can kind of cheat a little bit and they go okay we can draw the background moving really fast and this character only has to move so much but that's like a very classic example of just what animation has done for ages. Yeah, maybe you know? they're just trying to, but it kind of stood out. Maybe they're just trying to make it look like a vintage to give people that. Yeah, that maybe. Classic, oh man, this feels like home. You know, this yeah. is classic Transformers, you know, <laughs> or Hanna-Barbera. You know? Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I imagine with the next season or two, they'll probably get more money. More budget. And they'll <laughs> increase the level of animation because I, I'm sure they spent the lion's share of their budget for season one on just the cast alone. <laughs> yeah. That ensemble. And the music. Did you notice how many, like, a lot of them were, like, indie hits of bands that I would listen to? But they had a pretty good playlist of just music that would just pop up that a lot of recognizable artists that weren't just, like, you know, written for the series. I did Shazam a few times during the show. I'm a big Shazammer. Shazam. (laughs) Shazam! (laughs) Now you're crossing universes, man. That's a DC character. Black Adam's coming out, so... We'll just wait till Disney buys them. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Are they trying to? I mean, there's a rumor going around that DC may be bought by Disney. <laughs> How insane would that be? Think about like, it. Feige would just be put in charge of all comic book movies. <laughs> Dark Claw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Marvel versus DC, the movie. Did you know that? In fact, I think I have the trade paperback of that right there. But there is a ver- there's a comic book when DC and Marvel met. And like they fought each other, and then they also merged. Mm-hmm. That's the amalgam universe. And there was a version of Wolverine and Batman that merged, named Dark Claw. They merged <laughs> into one character. Yeah, into one character. Doctor Strange Fate. What was funny about Doctor uh, Strange Fate because you got Doctor Strange, Doctor Fate. Dr. Fate. When yeah. he took his helmet off, it was Professor Xavier. <laughs> My what? mind was blown. You didn't know about that? No. Doctor Strange Fate. What Magneto and the Magnet- Magnetic Men. And then there was Super Soldier, which was basically Superman as Captain America. Damn. That is insane. Yeah, it was some fun stuff. That is really fun. Totally 90s. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about Invincible. I just can't wait to see what comes because it's really got me on the edge of my seat. I've done a tiny bit of reading because I was so intrigued by the show when I was watching it after the fact. Just to like get a taste for what's to come. And it's really cool. I'm very excited to see what they do within the show. I saw uh, a couple of shots from the comic and some things that I saw really intrigued me. And I'm like, oh, I can't look at this anymore. I gotta look away. Yeah. So. And it's not gonna slow down in the uh, the graphical 
the graphics, the, how graphic it is. <laughs> I think the word we're using today is visceral. Yeah, how visceral it is. <laughs> the graphicization. <laughs> it only gets it gets better. It only gets harder from here. Does it really? Yeah. Well, that's Amazon's Invincible. Go watch it. Yeah.